You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dangerous World Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dean, if you didn't already know. And if you're not knowing that already, pleased to meet you. I didn't see you there, okay? I'm really excited to share this new episode with you guys. This is a fun one. I talked with my buddy Ghost from a great podcast known by uh, My Third Eye. Eye, My Third Eye. A uh, really fun show, and I'm excited to uh, be working with this dude a little more. He's uh, He actually seems like a really good friend, even though I've never met the dude. I've actually uh, only spoken with him recently. I, you know, He's one of the newer people that I've been communicating with in this whole podcast world and just clicked with him. I think that he's one of those guys that tends to uh, sort of just click with a lot of people, but I like people like that. Um, calls himself an empath. I could definitely see that. And he's a, he's a fun guy. He has this way of getting deep into conversations with people, uh, always relates himself to the story, whatever's going on. He can tell you how it relates to him. And I think that that's kind of an important thing. That's not something that you see a lot in this whole world because so many people are just trying to get out as much information as possible without just telling stories. And him and I talk with a fellow by the name Rob, an English gentleman, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, very, very profound, prolific ideas and theories and research about health, holistic health specifically. Now, a lot of these health episodes can be boring. I've done a few episodes. I find them all interesting. The ones that I talk with, uh, the people I've talked with, you know, Miss Emily, uh, creative light, of course, deplorable Janet. We've spoken about health related issues. And in this time, in the time of you know what, the CO word, um, everything can kind of tie back to health in some way, shape, or form. So it was an incredibly interesting episode. This guy, we talk about some weird things in the beginning because sometimes health is dirty, it's nasty, some of the shit, right? 
But I would say that I gained some incredibly useful information here. I've actually taken a couple of these practices and I've, I've um, used them in my real life. You know, I'll just be honest with you, the enema stuff I'm messing around with. Uh, not that you guys want to actually get the visual of me putting things in my asshole, but these kinds of things seem to benefit Rob. And I think that they benefit a lot of people in society talking about coffee enemas, talking about, um, something with borax. I'll tell you that that has nothing to do with an enema. That's a weird transition that I just did right there. Uh, but you know, he talks about a lot of different things that I just simply have not heard about. So, I'm excited to talk with Rob again. I'm going to be talking with Ghost a lot more in the future. You've seen him on my show. I did the Pilgrim episodes with him. And uh, he's like I said, he's a new friend. If you're listening to the audio here, there is going to be a visual episode that I it's a completely different episode that I'm releasing the same time on YouTube. Of course, the audio feed will come out later. But I met with one of uh, Ghost's friends by the name Randy, Random Randy. And he runs the Red Thread podcast. His show is a little more difficult to find right now. He's not on Apple, but he's everywhere else, essentially. And uh, him and I talk about something very different, way out of my uh, comfort zone, something that is more theoretical and um, fantastical, but also incredibly fun. I'm trying to diverse topics here for everybody because just talking about the same old stuff, talking about geopolitics, talking about classic conspiracies and theoretical conspiracies can get boring if it's just the same stuff. So we talked about this really interesting book called All Tomorrows. It's very visual. This is why I'm putting it on YouTube before I'm putting it on the podcast feed, okay? Now, I'm actually in the process right now of doing a uh, little Patreon bonus portion for this episode with my uh co-host and uh not really co i don't know why i said that but just kim you guys know her as kim she hops on every once in a while usually in the patreon and the rants um some of you guys like her some of you guys can't stand her voice i'm in the latter group but she tries and that's all that, that matters um but she's actually working on something really interesting too looking into the doomsday clock um this has just been moved i guess uh we see we all see it as propaganda and she sees it the same way but the people tied into the doomsday clock are shady fucks so got a lot of things coming down the pipeline i actually also just talked with moral bob of the hidden in plain sight podcast we talked a little bit about the vatican archives that's what we set out to do but him and i just went on all kinds of tangents and it was a conversation that flew by was an hour hour or so long felt like 10 minutes honestly um same with him he when i when i told him it was time to cut it off uh he was like what like you know he looked at his clock and it was already done one so enough of me rambling about nonsense uh but i just want you guys to know there is some interesting stuff coming down the pipeline for you dangerous world listeners and you patreon subscribers i never forget about you there will always be bonus portions for every episode when I do these swap casts, I don't feel like I should charge you for the later half of the episode because you can just hear the whole thing on their episode, and I respect you guys more than that. So, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. That's where you find all the full versions and the bonus content of this show. Support this show and others that you enjoy because uh, the stuff costs time. It's the most valuable resource that we all have. So, uh, I appreciate every single one of you, whether you're giving three, five or ten dollars, guys. I really, really appreciate it. it. Gets me a little closer to being able to do this full time. 
dangerousworldstore.com. You can get all your t-shirts, government is the virus, conspiracy realist, the OG t-shirt, whatever suits your fancy. Also, a lot of those are available in hoodie form as well. Uh, haven't raised the prices yet on those. And those COVID World Tour shirts are coming, I promise. Just so damn busy lately, guys. Um, and this new company, brand new company, guys. It's a new sponsor. I don't know if you've heard of them, okay? Um, I think it's pronounced Monscaped. Manscaped. Perfect. Manscaped. That sounds right. Manscaped. It's a little company uh, coming out of Nicaragua, and they're really all about just healthy shaving. Uh, Fun, fun stuff that they're up to, and they're just really all about you. You know, a lot of people have these New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. I say it's BS, okay? I say that the only thing that matters is having a smooth body, a hard, firm, smooth body. That's all that matters, okay? So I want you to understand this. This new company, Manscaped, Manscaped is really, really into this stuff, okay? You can enter the promo code DANGER at manscaped.com. Look at I got it right that time. Manscaped.com. DANGER is your promo code. And you get a nice, cool 20% off free shipping. And, uh, man, do they have the goods for your goods, okay? Your sack will be tuned up. Everyone likes the smooth, you know, good working equipment, smooth, clean equipment. This is what we're talking about here, you know? I don't want to get too graphic because we do have some, uh, you know, respectable listeners now and i don't want to uh scare you away so guys just go over to manscape.com enter the promo code danger get 20 percent off free shipping all the good stuff that you need they're not out of nicaragua they're based in the usa they've got great products they're not a new company they're old they've been around for a while they've been supporting a lot of podcasts and they're great and they're going to make sure that you got what you need to take care of what you got put that on a t-shirt guys all right enjoy this episode with ghost with rob fun episode about health this is not a fun topic but we made it incredibly fun i learned a ton here and i hope that you guys too so guys stay safe in this dangerous world enjoy this show if you're a patron subscriber patreon subscriber you're essentially going to get a rant for this three dollar tier um then you you uh loyal five dollar subscribers i will get you guys a separate rant as well so uh, just a lot going on here. Been running all kinds of ways. I'm doing some shit to my house. This is neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, been sleeping on a mattress on the floor lately because my box spring blew out. So my back is jacked. Building the box spring as we speak. Uh, so there's just, I mean, it's chaos over here. It's a wonder that these episodes got out. Thanks to Ghost. He's sharing this episode with me. And uh, go check out his podcast. And check out the YouTube, guys. Go find the YouTube, Dangerous World Podcast YouTube. Got this really cool visual episode coming out, uh, same time as this. So thank you so much for your support. Enjoy this show and all the others. You'll be hearing from me very soon, guys. Take care. All right. Welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. Uh, Returning guest, I think this is his third time on uh, My Third Eye podcast. Uh, We have Rob coming back from England. And we are also joined by Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast. So um when this does get released, it'll, you'll, you'll hear it on mine and his eventually. And, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna tackle a topic of detoxing your body and no better person to have on than Rob. So we'll let Rob introduce himself. And then Ryan, if you want to introduce yourself to your listeners and mine, and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. 
thanks ghost uh, pleasure to be back on again um high praise indeed as well <laughs> thank you for that um yeah uh, just really looking forward to chatting with you guys again um it's always a pleasure always some interesting dope conversations yeah for sure <laughs> heck yeah uh and then yeah my name is ryan i run dangerous world podcast and this is my first time meeting rob so nice to meet you rob i'm excited to hear what you uh what you're going to talk about here uh ghost just kind of invited me in on this and i'm really excited to hear about detoxing and and some of this really interesting stuff um are we talking specifically about detoxing like the covid uh weapon bioweapon stuff or is this just all kinds of different detoxes basically it's one and all um you know if you're covering decent detox protocols for you know the different areas that need detoxing and um, that would also cover you know spike proteins covid etc interesting okay well thank you ghost again of course for for inviting me on to this because I'm, I'm always stoked to get a get in on some of these conversations so thank you very much man absolutely it's the least i could do what's your background is it sort of interest in holistic therapy that sort of thing or mine uh, uh you know what man so i i am very interested in all aspects of conspiracy and i do think that there is some serious conspiratorial aspects with western health um you know when you look into the rockefeller foundation the rockefeller family just hijacking the medicine system and completely basing it you know this dude runs an oil empire and then he makes all the medication oil based it's like a win-win because these these medications cause different diseases and then they cause different problems and and he's just getting paid 360 different ways so um that anything that that falls in line with alternative information or alternative thought processes I am uh, I'm fascinated with. And I was actually curious about your uh, background as well, Rob, if you're, you know, because okay. we're, yeah, we're sharing interesting information here. If you don't mind sharing, I'm, I'm fascinated. No, 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 more than, more than happy to share. So um, been a very long journey for me. Um, at the age of 17, I lost my mum to cancer and watched her have chemotherapy, radiotherapy, everything else. She went from what seemed like a fairly healthy lady, you know, looking at her outwardly, certainly. Um, to a shell of her former self within a couple of weeks of starting treatment. Her hair fell out, she couldn't walk, she had to go into a wheelchair. Um, and unfortunately, she died shortly after that. Now, when it all happened, you know, watching it all unfold so quickly, it was clear to me that chemotherapy and radiation isn't the way to treat people. You know, it, you're not going to make people better when you subject them to that sort of treatment. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, so ever since that moment, until now, I've been like obsessively researching natural cures for different things, but focusing mainly in on cancer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, to give you sort of more of a background as well, um, I fell into a landscaping business. I was just telling Ghost earlier, my father used to run a landscaping business. So that's been my bread and butter all the way through my life. Um, but as a hobby for most of my life, been researching and you know, if I come across a protocol that I think is interesting, I'll speak to people about it for a little while, you know, and then have enough trust in myself to actually try it on myself. Um, so, yeah, sort of researching first. I seem to have this intuition into actually just zoning in on something that's quite good for you. 
Um, and, you know, I wouldn't have ever heard of, I mean, for instance, diatomaceous earth, I'd, I'd never even heard of it before. And it just got mentioned to me and I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing stuff. Like, I'm just going to zone in on that, you know. Um, and yeah, shortly after that, I found that <clears throat> diatomaceous earth, you know, helps recovery for cancer patients. And it was, I don't know, it's just like a little light bulb goes off when I hear a word and I just get drawn in on it. Um, but anyway, I started like with the healing side of my um, hobby <laughs> or research uh, with a anatomy and physiology diploma, just an adult education thing, you know, and basically what that opened up to me was the ability to do massage courses, nutrition courses, that sort of thing. And just basically taking it from there. Um, so I've got, you know, a very big background in massage, um, acupressure, shiatsu, Swedish massage, Indian head massage, um, Reiki as well as, you know, so sort of energy healing. Um, but then what I also did was I worked, I researched into the mind through something called NLP. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it's basically a way of changing people's behaviours with just the use of words. It's very, very, very powerful stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, just carried on researching more for myself, you know, implementing different regimes and protocols to see how it would make me feel different. And yeah, I've basically come up with numerous different amazing cures that you can make in your kitchen um, and through sort of meditative um, what's what would the word be investigation I guess um, found really simplistic and amazing ways to increase our health um, you know by combining a few different things at the same time for instance um, before you do a workout you know you only need to sort of exercise your heart for three to six minutes at high intensity every day do you know what I mean it's a really easy thing to do but for instance, if you increase the white blood cell count before you do that high intensity training, the white blood cells are the ones that go, go around your body. They scavenge on cancer. They'll pick up any sort of dodgy cells and they'll exit it from your system. But if you do that before a training session, your blood's going to be so much thinner. It's going to be more effective. You know, you've got the scavengers in your blood. So you're pumping that blood around and around your body really quickly. And, you know, just having those two things working alongside each other is symbiotic you know so you're going to increase more than double by having the two of them available at the same time does that make sense so yeah just sort of really deeply looking into that sort of thing for the past three or four years and yeah I mean I'm, I'm really proud to say that I've had some amazing results with people he um, actually well, I don't want to cut you off Rob but he um, Rob actually makes a salve that would probably help your shoulder Ryan and you could make uh, it because uh, marijuana is actually legal in your state. Mm. If you're in a legal state, all you need is an eighth of weed and a hundred mil of coconut oil, and you'll make the best medicine you'll ever come across. Just a topical medicine? Uh, well, you can eat it as well as coconut oil and cannabis, you know, THC and CBD is all very good for you internally or externally. Well, yeah, that's the thing, you know, when you when you were speaking on the uh, white blood cell, you know, trying to make your white blood cells as efficient as possible before you go into a workout. Do you write down all these methods and, and publish publish them somewhere or do you have something to where people can access these? I've just started to. Um, I've written a few different articles and had them published on a couple of different websites. And basically what I've done is I've got a, a local community that's really interested in natural health, you know? So I've set up a couple of different telegram groups for, 
you know, people to get together, share ideas and that sort of thing. But what I've just recently done is said to them, you know, some of the things that I do are a little bit more icky. Do you know what I mean? They're not, not generally for public consumption before breakfast. Yeah. You know? So okay. I've, set another, <laughs> I've set up another group and taken the people that are a little bit stronger stomachs, let's say, away from there. And I'm just going through some of these protocols. Um, something that I've revisited just the other day, actually, is um, basically encouraging a hypothermic reaction in your body. So you induce fever. So what happens is, you know, you, you drink a load of hot ginger and then you get yourself into a really hot bath and basically the heat from within your stomach permeates outward and the heat from the bath permeates inwards. And eventually you increase your core temperature. Um, and what that does is, you know, for instance, it makes the blood more efficient. It dilates the cells. It allows inflammation to come away from the cells. You know, your blood system will work so much more efficiently when it's warm. Um, the fat cells in your body will be easier to break up when they're warm. Um, be easier to transit away from your system you know um, but then what happens is that when you get out of the bath you jump in bed with um, basically a plastic covering and you induce a full-on fever so you start to shake straight away and yeah you maintain that body heat by wrapping your body in plastic and it is one of the most amazing things you can do you know it's so simple all you need is some ginger and some hot water <laughs> and a bed and a piece of plastic and yeah, I mean, you sweat so much. Um, yeah, <laughs> like literally. It's fascinating, you know, the, the, like I know when wrestlers and fighters and stuff are trying to cut weight, they wrap themselves in plastic because it doesn't make you sweat a lot. Is there any risk to, to doing something like that? Because, you know, like obviously if you have a high fever for too long, it can be harmful. Um, are we talking about like a 99 degree fever, 100 degree fever or something? Well, you see, this is the thing. This, the, the fever is the natural body's way of getting rid of stuff, you know? So obviously, like most of the things we're told with the medical literature today is wrong. Do you know what I mean? If you go to a doctor with a high fever, they'll try and call you down straight away. But what that actually does is that stops your body from detoxing the shit that it's trying to detox, you know? Mm, true. So when, you, when you're sweating, you're sweating out all the impurities, basically. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, literally, you can feel the sort of, first one inch of your body all the way around your body really clean like mm. after the treatment you know it's mind-blowing i mean there's another one that i've just <laughs> just worked out as well which is the most amazing thing i've ever come across um literally you feel brand new the next morning like you can feel like space in your head as if you've just had a really good clean out throughout everything um i can go into it if you want oh, please me to. do Please do. Well, I, I, I did have one more question. So is a is a fever. So a fever is not it's not dangerous to have a high fever for too long. Is that just more misinformation? Not at all. So, yeah, your wow. fever will cool down when the problem is solved. That's crazy. So like I, I just because like I've heard of people having like brain brain problems for having, you know, high fevers for too long. I right. think that's pro probably 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 part of the propaganda because the first thing they do is give you Rockefeller medicine yeah as in Tylenol cool you down break the fever and who's making money the pharmacies yeah. so that's fascinating I, yeah I would never think that 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 would be the case that's that's incredible information though. I'm definitely going to try this ginger tea and uh, bath for sure yeah. well, tell you what I'll do I'll send you over the link to the website where I first found it probably 10 years ago Okay. Oh, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Not either.
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the next thing I'm going to write about on this icky group that I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the other thing that I was just talking about then was um, basically I've been doing coffee enemas for a little while and I'm blown away by coffee enemas. They are just the most amazing thing. You know, say, for instance, you've got a migraine, you do a coffee enema five minutes later, you have not got a migraine. You feel amazing again. Um, <clears throat> what I realized was, um, well, if I go back to the start, so the reason that I was drawn to coffee enemas was the Gerson therapy. I don't know if either of you have heard of that. Is that where mm. you eat a lot of fruit? Is this to cure cancer as well? You eat fruit and that's it. Okay. Yeah, there's a few different things that you have to eat. But yeah, one of the protocols that they recommend is coffee enemas. Now, what, what happens when you do a coffee enema? It's not like drinking coffee and it dehydrates you and it gives you a bit of a buzz. Basically, what it does is it goes into your colon and then straight to your liver um the there's a part of the coffee which escapes me at the moment but basically what happens is it increases the liver's ability to increase the glutathione in your blood supply and glutathione is a bit like white, white blood cells you know it's a scavenger it goes around your body it opens up the cells and takes away inflammation and <clears throat> so what i was um where was i going so yeah, so when the coffee enema is in you, like for instance, if you've got a bit of a cold and a blocked up nose, you can feel it get sucked back into your body. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, you know, what is actually happening whilst that coffee is in you? And what I realized was, you know, the glutathione is increased in the bloodstream, which is going to, you know, eat up more waste. Then your lymphatic system is then going to be cleansed because your blood supply is better. And basically what I realized was, you know, the lymph system is getting just drawn, you know, so any waste in the lymph is just getting taken out of it. And then any areas which have got excess waste that the body's been trying to get rid of will just get sucked back in. Now, one of the other crazy things that I noticed when I was doing these coffee enemas, that I'd be laying there completely motionless, not moving a muscle, but one of my vertebrae would pop back into line. So again, I'm thinking, you know, what on earth is actually happening in my body when that happens? Because it happens so many times, it's not a coincidence. You know, as soon as you start to put it in, you'll be laying there, you know, often in the same one as well for me. So, you know, it sort of says to me that what's happening is that area next to that the spine is getting a little bit congested. When a muscle gets congested, it just becomes a little bit tight. You know, so say, for instance, your muscle is loose and it's, you know, it's like this big. And when it gets congested, it might just pull in a little bit, you know, so it would contract muscles and pull spinal cord away from where it should be. So as long as that is inflamed and full of toxins, it's going to hold that vertebrae out. Right. So the second you start to do a coffee enema, that that area starts to get cleansed. The muscle relaxes. The vertebrae just pops back in. Wow. How, right. long, how long do you hold have to hold it in? Um, <laughs> I, I, I got to ask the the. The weird question because well, I've I, got a ton of questions about it too, man. That's fascinating. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've I've had an enema in the past, and then they're hard as hell to hold it. You know, yeah, I mean? you can't walk around. That's <laughs> <No>. for sure. <laughs> it takes a bit of practice, but you know, the first time <laughs> I did it, and is it is it warm or cold coffee? You should do it warm. What? Um, you put cold water in, your muscles just contract, okay. and then that makes sense. For the waste to come away. So you want to aim for it to be about 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but what I was going to say was, so 
yeah, the first time that I did one, and it was in a really effective one, because it does take a little bit of practice before you get the hang of it. Um, but I woke up the next morning and I realized that I'd had a headache every single morning for probably the last 10 years. But it had just come on so gradually that I hadn't even noticed it. Now, the only thing that I changed was the coffee enema. So the coffee enema cleansed at a cellular level right through the blood-brain barrier, cleansed, cleansed part of my brain and allowed me not to have headaches in the morning. I was just blown away. You know, for something so cheap, so easy to do at home, <clears throat> to have such a powerful effect on the body was just amazing to me. So, you know, it, it really just, just zoned me in on it, thinking this is a good way of cleansing at a cellular level. You know, if your body's fighting cancer, that can only help. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It can't help. Um, wow. <coughs> now, does yes. it, can it be any, any coffee or does it have to be like a, so, a higher end? organic coffee and ideally it should be light to medium roast okay um but you know any coffee is okay um i wouldn't go for i would make sure it's organic at the very least you know um you don't really what about be... um mushroom coffee mm, i wouldn't have thought so to be honest okay it's it... called no i'm because it must have to do with the uh the coffee bean itself something in in the coffee bean that's actually yes. triggering triggering this which you wouldn't get out of a mushroom based coffee yeah it's an acid my memory isn't what it used to be unfortunately <laughs> uh, yeah it's an acid that uh, the higher roasts roast out of the bean so ideally it should be low to medium roast okay and you just make the coffee regular uh let it cool down a little bit um or you said you could add a little cold water to cool it down 104 or so Oh, this is what I was thinking, you know, this is what brought me to this new protocol that I was just mentioning. Um, to heat the coffee, let it cool, and then do it. It takes about an hour. And like probably the first half an hour, 40 minutes of it is just cooking and cooling, you know? So why not incorporate that time to make the coffee animal more efficient, right? So basically I put my mind to it, you know, how can I really increase the payback for the energy that you invest into it? You know, so instead of just, doing an hour and just doing a coffee enema what i realized was you know if you hydrate your body first with um pink himalayan salts you're going to get the electrolytes and the minerals that your body needs first of all you're going to make your blood more liquid um so it'll be easier to pump around the body um when your blood's more liquid it's more efficient you know so you'll be able to take more oxygen to the cells and you'll be able to take more waste away from the cells mm. And so that that sort of started me thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, just just by doing that one thing alone is going to really benefit the enema, you know, because if you go into it with really sluggish blood supply, the enema is not going to work as well as it could do, you know. So I started thinking about it a little bit more deeply, you know. So what I came up with was, you know, when the coffee's cooking, just drink as many glasses of water as you can, four or five glasses of water. Um, I've got myself up to quite a lot of saline now. I think the salt is a really, really important thing. Um, again, the medical industry is telling us, oh, you can't eat too much salt. Just That's going to ruin your life, blah, blah, blah. But no, I'm sorry. You know, the, the pink Himalayan salt that I use supplies most of the minerals that your body needs to produce energy. Mm. Now, I have uh, I have high blood pressure. How would, would that Himalayan salt raise? Definitely. A really good podcast that I've just shared on one of my groups by a lady called Barbara O'Neill. I'll send it over to you. Okay. Um, I am pepper is really good. Um, mm. with good water is also very good. Yeah. I tried a, 
since we last talked, um, I tried uh, beet, beetroot and uh, young asparagus shoot pills. They were dehydrated and I was taking them and come to find out um, the beetroot pills uh, ended up putting me in anaphylactic shock. So oh. I, yeah, I'm highly allergic to something with the dehydrated part of the beetroot. I know if I eat garlic powder, I can eat fresh garlic, but garlic powder will make my stomach feel like, like I have to puke, even though I don't like, it just makes it feel like, like I get a nauseous feeling. So, right. and then after that happened, um, it started me thinking of one of our conversations with the, uh, the lion's mane mushroom that I harvest and what have you. And you said about dehydrating it, put it in capsule form. I'm actually kind of scared to do that because apparently my body doesn't like dehydrated forms of stuff interesting um you know firstly when you take in dehydrated stuff it's gonna suck moisture from your body do you know what i mean so right. if you're already dehydrated i mean that that could be leading to it you know okay interesting yeah i broke out in highs my face started swelling lips started swelling it was crazy okay i'll tell you they what i would say. they actually they, gave me an epi shot <laughs> I tell you what I would say is that it's probably something called um, Herxheimer reaction. Okay. Now, imagine that you've got a load of rubbish on the inside of your intestines, right? And in one shot, you take something that liberates it from your intestine walls and it starts to send it back through your system. Now, if your immune system and your excretory systems aren't working to their full potential, they're not going to be able to get rid of all of that waste in one go. Does that make sense? So any yeah. excess body can't get rid of will just enter your bloodstream and circulate your body until your until a time when your body can get rid of it, or what will happen? It will end up back in the cells. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. you will experience symptoms. This is a detox reaction, I would say, basically. Okay. Um, but the way the way to do it, mate, is. Um, there's something called self-kinesiology. So before you try a new supplement, you can test whether it's good for your body or not. Okay. Have a look into that. All right. What's it called again? Self-kinesiology. Basically, it's a way of testing your muscles with, like, with the stimulus that you're testing. Okay. So, I mean as a really, really simple way of proving to yourself that it works, get yourself a glass of petrol, get yourself a glass of water, and then test your muscles whilst you're holding the glass of petrol, and then test your muscles whilst you're holding the glass of water, and you'll feel the difference. Your mm -hmm. body knows whether it's a poison to your body, if that makes sense, before it actually even gets into it. It's, oh. it's phenomenal, it's amazing stuff, mind-blowing. I'll have to keep <laughs> that in mind. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I would say that's probably what happened to you. Now, when I, when I start new people off on different protocols, what I'll say to them is if you get any sort of flu reaction, you're feeling sick, you're feeling sweaty, you get migraines, headaches, any of that sort of stuff, what you have to do is you back, drop back on your dose. So if you did one capsule, maybe the next day do a quarter of the capsule and see if that makes a difference, you know, um, because undoubtedly what's happened is that it's released a load of the waste that's on the inside of your body. And then that's traveling around your bloodstream. Mm. Makes I would sense. say, cause I yeah. would recommended three pills a day and I would take three pills in the, 
three capsules in the morning and maybe i should have done one then yeah. maybe two and yeah, yeah built built myself up on it so yeah you know this is one of the things that really goes against the natural health world because people will say oh yeah i took i took this guy's advice and i did three of these things and i felt absolutely rubbish for three weeks you know i couldn't get out of bed and i mean i did it to myself so i, kn- I know exactly what the herxheimer feels like it is horrendous horrific like it's <laughs> awful <laughs> yeah i couldn't get out of bed for about two weeks just had no energy just everything was black and dark you know it was horrible <laughs> yeah. yeah so i that you know and I, I always stress to people go slowly do you know what i mean people think oh yeah it's just like it's just a bit of cannabis Kind of like what you said with the uh, the nebulizer and the, the hydrogen peroxide. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Go yeah. slow. So flipping it to people going to their doctors, you know, they go to the doctors, they give them symptoms. The doctor says, oh, yeah, you need a pack of these, these medicines here. They take them away and take five instead of one. Do you know what I mean? And then the next day they're like, my God, oh, yeah, I'm going to have 10 today. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you can't do that. You know, um, yeah, that, that has been a big problem of mine, to be honest, is convincing people to just go slowly, you know, and taking five times the dose isn't going to help you. you know? <laughs> well, everyone wants instant gratification. I mean, they want to, you know, if someone's feeling bad, they want to. That's what another thing that the Western medicine system has done for people is you can take this over the counter drug and it takes your headache away right away or whatever, you know, so people people are programmed to think like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't need to change anything else. You just pop this pill a day. There you go. That'll fix you. Mm. It's crazy. But mess something else up at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Usually your liver and like what you're saying about the liver is really interesting. So um, I hate to go back to the coffee enema stuff, but it's just fascinating. I've heard this several times. Um, it just, it seems like, I don't know if I've done them wrong or whatever. I haven't gotten too much help from not coffee enemas, um, but just regular ones. You know what I mean? I've never tried coffee, but I'm definitely going to. Um, okay. You, what's up? You're doing just water? Saline solution, like the, the saline stuff. Okay, so saline's good. Um, but I mean, there are a few different concoctions. Water is a good way of practicing. Do you know what I mean? So get your body used to doing it with just water and you will, you know, get fairly deep into your system. Um, but things like lemon and salt is really good because the lemon breaks down the candida. Um, what happens with the body is if it gets a, an area of real high toxicity, it will basically put a carrier bag around it. Do you know what I mean? And then, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I believe that that's the precursor to cancer. That carrier bag is the outside of the tumor and the body's just going to pack as much of the nasty waste that it can't get out inside that carrier bag to, you know, basically sort of put it to one side, you know, to extract it from the immune system because it can't actually get rid of it. And this is one of the problems with detox is that we have to break through that biofilm to get the waste out. Um, so lemon is a really good way of doing that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sort of practicing. Putting a le- putting lemon juice in the enema, that doesn't burn. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, really good. How much? Wow. How much? How much? Like milliliters are we talking about? Um. So, like the entire enema would be about a liter. Oh, oh shit! A whole liter. Can you hold it for an hour? You said? No, 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 no. About two oh. minutes. <laughs> You're like, man, I couldn't hold that for two minutes. I'll tell you that right now. 
no. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, basically, years ago, I realized, you know, by doing my anatomy and physiology stuff, that the waste that's going through your colon is being stripped of the moisture, you know, and if, if your body didn't do that, you'd have diarrhea every single day. So that moisture that comes back into your system has waste in it. Do you know what I mean? And the more nasty, the more old that waste is, the more damage, you know, the more, you know, the more nastiness is going to get into your body, basically. Um, so, yeah, by extracting all of that waste, you're freeing up your immune system, you know, by quite a lot, I would say, um, by getting all of that old, you know, putrid matter. Some people, I, I'll give you an idea. I read a, um, an article about high colonics. So colonic irrigation is similar to an enemas, but it, it gets so much deeper into the colon. And what they did is they, ex they did this guy's uh, colonic and they tested the waste that came out of him. And they found traces of his mother's breast milk. And he was 40 years old. Wow. Know what I mean, shit. yeah, that, that stuff had been in his body rotting, basically. Wow. You know, that is and insane. That stuff, you know, it's not going to be good for you. <laughs> no. Much so how, how often do you recommend like the, just like an average average health person get a colonic then? Because I've heard of these two, but I've never done one. And I'm 30. I probably need to definitely do one um it's you know it's all to do with you how how gotcha. fast you go um I mean, they're quite expensive things to do as well um what i would do is just practice with the enemas personally sure. different concoctions um you can get it deep into you by doing like inverted yoga poses okay you know what i mean so feet in the air shoulders on the floor um just so that your colon is upside down basically um and you can direct it around your colon as well interesting so just doing different positions uh, and different concoctions as well so what i found is you know like say for instance the coffee really cleanses the liver the lymph and the blood right so for instance if you do a coffee one day you might want to do a lemon the next day and then a coffee the next day or you know just to mix it up a bit and attack it from different angles because the lemon will break down the biofilm like i was mentioning um, and obviously the the coffee will make your other systems more efficient and cleanse them and and what i was going on to say earlier actually about like combining different protocols so like i mentioned um hydrating with the pink salt whilst the coffee is cooking um so you do that for 10 minutes take the coffee off so it starts to cool go and do quick meditation or a self-hypnosis video 20 minutes long that'll increase your blood your white blood cell count by about 15 to 25 percent um, you then do your high intensity training. So you've then got highly hydrated blood with pink salt, including the electrolytes, the minerals and that whilst you're doing that training. So all of that blood is going around your body. So, you know, it's a double whammy, man. Um, you then, so yeah, do some plyometric exercises or um, do, do you guys know yoga? Do you know the sun salutation? A little bit. <clears throat> I haven't heard of that. Okay, so it's called Suri Namaskara. Um, it's the, the salute of the sun, basically, and it engages all of the different major muscle groups in the body. So, you, you know, you just do that for five, six minutes, something like that, so that you've worked each and every single muscle throughout your body. Again, you're by working that muscle, you're drawing that blood deeper into the muscle. You know, so that highly hydrated, oxygenated blood that's got white blood cells, you're drawing that deep into your muscles. 
And this is before we've even got into the coffee enema side of it. So anyway, by that point, your coffee would be fairly cool. Um, you'd put a, a food temperature, a food thermometer into the liquid and just add cold water until it comes about 104. So then what you do is you take it up to, you know, where you're actually going to do it, ideally in the bath. Um, run a bath as hot as you possibly can make and jump in the bath whilst you're putting that enema in. Now, so, I mean, it's like the um, fever therapy that we spoke about earlier, but what will then be happening is, so again, you've got the hydrated, oxygenated blood with the white blood cells. Um, you've just put the coffee enema in, so you're going to be increasing the glutathione in your bloodstream. Um, you're heating the body from outside, which is going to make, you know, less coagulation in the blood. So it's going to be much more liquid, much easier to pump. Um, but with all of those things in as well, you then start to do some breathing exercises and some lymphatic drainage. So, for instance, you know, you've got your head completely submerged in the hot water. Your breathing exercises are punching the oxygen up in your bloodstream. But then by doing the lymphatic drainage as well, you're moving the lymph around your body and making, you know, mechanically moving the waste out of your body to the vents where your body can then take care of it. And what happens is, so you've got the coffee in, you're under the water, you're breathing exercises, you can feel the oxygenated blood in your body attacking specific areas. Now, what I think this is, is that the, the body, when it becomes inflamed, you can't get oxygen into the middle of that. So what's happening is the bloodstream with the high oxygen and the white blood cells and the glutathione is attacking any area where it can't get through. And you can just feel it tingling. It's really interesting. So it, one thing is it's a self-diagnosis tool. You know where you've got areas of um, low oxygen. Low oxygen is the precursor to cancer. Mm. That's awesome. Now, how, how long do you, uh, do you keep the, the coffee enema in? Um, ideally questions like te as long as you can or 10, well about, 15 minutes yeah if you can get to 15 minutes that's good um an article that i was reading recently was saying that your blood circulates every five to eight minutes okay. so uh, sort of aim to cleanse completely your blood supply three times all right. uh, and let it all go but i mean <laughs> if if and when you do start to do these sorts of things you do a normal enema water enema you know, it smells bad, but a coffee enema, fuck, it just smells awful. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, it is rough. And as soon as you smell it, it's like, fuck, that's, that must be some nasty shit, you know? And that was <laughs> like, all in you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, you know, some people say to me, that's disgusting, Rob. And I'm like, it's disgusting that it's in you. Like, right. get out of you. Like, that's the disgusting bit. <laughs> That's wild. But then, yeah, yes, I mean, so you you then release the enema. Um, enemas can be a little bit dehydrating. So afterwards, again, I'd recommend you know hydrating, doing some more pink salt, however much you can handle. Um, but then taking something called bentonite clay or activated charcoal or fulvic acid, something like that. And what they do is they then suck any waste that's in your internal system. So they will then, you know. If there's anything that your liver can't handle, then they will just help exit that from the body. And then, yeah, I mean, that the morning after you do that for the first time, you feel amazing, absolutely amazing, because, you know, your lymph has been moved, all of your cells have been got at, you know, cleansed, and they've had oxygen delivered to the cells, you know. What is the, uh, 
the preferred method of putting the coffee in the butthole. In oh, the do you use like a turkey baster or you never <laughs> seen an enema? They sell those little saline, uh, they look like douchebags. Well, yeah. So is it, so you just empty one of them out and put <laughs> sorry. Turkey baster. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking the questions that people are, are out there probably thinking because that's how that's where my mind goes like my turkey baster would hurt yeah well do i put a funnel there and start pouring it in like you know what, what, laying upside you're down you're filling your truck up with oil yeah you can buy really cheap kits they cost i don't know eight quid somewhere around there just like a plastic bag with a tube coming out of it and a nozzle okay uh, a really easy way of doing it you can spend a fortune on that sort of thing as well you know buying stainless steel ones and oh. ones with yeah valves and yeah yeah little play-doh Just, the play-doh attachments that are like star-shaped and all those things what was, <laughs> what was that sorry oh no like i don't know if you've seen like the play-doh kitchens where like they got like the star shapes have, have you heard of play-doh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like you, you squeeze the the shit through the the Play-Doh pieces, and it just like you have little star pieces out there. It's it's uh, really beautiful, yeah. but no, it, it's fascinating to uh, to think that just something simple like that can do so much to cleanse you. And you know, you mentioned fulvic acid. That you know, I I just had a dog pass away. He had cancer a while ago. Um, this was probably oh, what was this about four or five months ago now. And um, he so he had a massive tumor on his shoulder. We chopped that off. Um, well, we didn't. A vet did. And then he was saying that the cancer was likely going to come back. It was you know going to metastasize in his stomach and so on. That's actually what ended up killing him. He had a tumor that we didn't know about in his stomach. It ruptured his stomach and then he died. Um, it, it sucked, you know. But uh, what what was interesting was that a really sweet lady sent me some fulvic acid and told me to, to give it to him. Um, she was saying like she swears by this stuff you know this is like the secret of medicine that's been hidden from the western world do you do you feel that strongly about it too yeah do you know which brand it was i do not it was just this black powder it was in like a tiny little baggie she was kind of joking around because you know she was sending it through uh you know the post office she was like hopefully they don't think it's cocaine by looking at the looking at it through the package or whatever it was it looked like black cocaine essentially um I bet that was from a company called black oxygen organics that probably was actually that sounds familiar yeah so really interesting story i i found out about um fulvic acid about eight months ago um normally you know i'm really reserved you know if i find something new and i start trialing it i don't really talk about it for a little while because i want to make sure that it's really good for me before i go telling people to try it but with this stuff, the benefits to just every single different system was phenomenal. So I mentioned activated charcoal and bentonite clay earlier. And what they would do is they would draw about four times their own weight away from you. So you take one teaspoon, it will take four teaspoons away from you. With fulvic acid, you take one teaspoon, it takes 60. 60? Wow. 60. Toxins? Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, it has so many residual benefits as well. For instance, it oxygenates the blood. Um, it supplies probiotics and prebiotics. It supplies vitamin C. It supplies boron. Um, What's it taste like? Or does it, it even? Good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. Like I well, could put, I could put like a teaspoon in, in uh, like the quinine that, that I make 
and drink it that way or you just well, water, what, or you prefer what water would, it's because because it has a sponge effect you don't want it to be sort of drawing out the good stuff from the quinine okay gotcha Quinine in separate and then take a little bit for that don't go in on a teaspoon oh my okay. god <laughs> so. coming out in hives and all sorts mate yeah don't. <laughs> like to give you an idea i got an epi pen on reserve so we're good <laughs> <laughs> and they give you on repeat prescription for the epi pens mate yep. <laughs> to give you an idea so um i i started selling it a little while ago and i'd I'd literally just written a, a talk on detox and I went through a few different bits and pieces, MMS and hydrogen peroxide and bentonite clay, activate charcoal, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, at the end of it, I finished writing it, but I'd started to trial the fulvic acid two weeks previous to writing it. And by the end of it, I was like, do you know what? The fulvic acid does every single aspect of this detox that I've been talking about. You know, so basically there's, there's three different types of, detox so um intestinal detox so if you imagine undigested waste that's on the inside of your body that's that's the first one that you want to get rid of then you go into something called cellular detox so cellular detox is where the waste has actually been trapped within your cells so obviously the intestines are really easy to get to but the cells are the more difficult part um with the fulvic acid it it does both of those so it's a sponge as it goes through your intestine but it's also like a leech it it, it um allows your body to work better at a cellular level because it oxygenates the blood supply it alkalizes the blood supply yeah it, it is just absolutely phenomenal stuff but anyway going back to the black oxygen organics that was the company for the record i just was scrolling through my dms and uh, shout out Elena for for sending me this. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, Black Oxygen Organics. Well, there's bad news, I'm afraid, my friend, because oh, well, never mind. I I've been recommending it to ages for people for a little while, and you know, so many people are coming up to me. Rob, please order me some. Please order me some. Please order me some. Um, there was a lady that I introduced to it in Holland and she'd put an order in, but she hadn't heard anything from the company. So I just sort of had to step back a bit and I'm like, oh, I don't want to give them a load of money if there's going to be an issue. Because mm. I intuitively, I knew there was going to be an issue. That company was growing so rapidly. Um, they were putting out scientific documents talking about how the fulvic acid eliminates the spike protein that we're talking about from mm. COVID, right? and real proper scientific document and as soon as i saw it i was like oh my good god what on earth are they thinking they're going to get themselves into shit loads of trouble um it was a multi-level marketing company and literally i i got involved maybe three or four weeks later i i noticed that like 40 of my friends on facebook were also involved ah. a couple later it was like 60 of my friends on facebook were involved and it was just growing so phenomenally quick i knew that they were going to get into trouble for it so then i had a story um all all um imports into europe had been stopped because half a million sachets got stopped at the border in canada so as soon as i heard that then i'm like right this is it they're they're going to come for that company now and they're going to close them down of course a few weeks later they've had multiple lawsuits filed against them um, basically citing the Herxheimer effect. So they've got hold of a few consumers who have taken a teaspoon of it instead of 18th of a teaspoon 
and of course they've they've reacted like you did ghost and had real bad reactions and of course they're blaming the fulvic acid without realizing the, the actual process that's going on in their body so shortly after that unfortunately black oxygen organics ceased trading and undoubtedly dirty tricks from big pharma and government were behind it so it was a pyramid scheme essentially kind of like herbalife right i mean herbalife was was one that was before this was there anything wrong with the quality of black oxygen organics fulvic acid it was just they were just blowing up too quick phenomenal products absolutely phenomenal product i was on a facebook group and literally every day people would be going on there oh my god i've just healed this i've just healed that you know and real deep rooted problems that they were healing um alzheimer's dementia oh wow uh, all sorts of really really you know apparently difficult things to treat but as soon as i saw the document on the spike protein i was like jesus christ you have just roped yourself up into the noose you are coming for a fall boys like and i saw it coming and yeah unfortunately i can't get hold of any of it now really that was my next question do you uh, so you don't know of anywhere else that sells this stuff um, there is other places that sells it, but not to the same quality. I've, I've bought something called Shilajat, um, which is a similar thing, not quite as good as the black oxygen organics. Um, the problem with it is it tastes disgusting. The, the black powder, you can put that in a glass of water, you hardly taste it at all, you know. Um, but yeah, this other stuff is just like acidic and yeah, it's not nice. It tastes a bit like um, tobacco. If you've ever sort of taken a drawer and a joint or something and got a mouthful of tobacco and swallowed it, it sort of tastes a bit like that. Hmm. Um, so, so it, uh, um, and I guess, you know, if you can find it, it will be a, a smaller operation that aren't <laughs> going crazy with the, you know, anti-spike protein protocols and stuff. Yeah. Well, this may be a stupid question. How, I mean, is there a way to tell, for someone like me at home, like if I were to buy a few different from a few different companies, buy this fulvic acid um, that I could test to find out which one is quality or it is it strictly taste or or what would that be? So I mentioned earlier the self kinesiology. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's great if you can walk into like a shop and go around a load of different brands um, because you can test yourself on each different brand whilst you're in the shop. You obviously can't do that when you're buying online. Do you know what I mean? So, right, yes. yeah. so basically put it on, 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 on your skin first and see how your skin reacts. Um, you don't even have to do that. So like as a practitioner, what I would do is I would say, right, if you hold up your arm like this um, and I'm going to push down on your arm, but I want you to try and push up on your arm, you know, so I'm just basically feeling the strength of their muscle. Mm-hmm. So you, you test their muscle before you put a stimulus in. Um, so like I said, that stimulus could be a glass of petrol or it could be a supplement or it could be a loaf of bread or it could be a can of sweet corn, you know, literally anything. Um, you don't have to ingest it or put it on your skin. You literally just hold it in your other hand and then you test that muscle again. And if you're stronger, it's good for you. If you're weaker, it's bad for you. Okay. I mean, it seems so simplistic, but man, that is powerful shit. Really powerful because your, your body can tell you. Yeah, man, I actually spoke with a woman that goes by creative light and she said the exact same thing. She's into the whole holistic things. And um, yeah, when I heard it, you know, and admittedly, it sounds goofy. It sounds kind of weird by the way that we're programmed to think. But 
You're not the first person I've heard say that, man. That's fascinating. Mm. You get kinesiology practitioners um, and like a good kinesiology practitioner would have, say, four or five thousand different things or stimulus in their office that they can test you against. So, for instance, wheat, gluten, coffee, grapefruit, everything like that. And they'll have them in tiny little vials and they just put it into your field and then your body knows whether it's good or not. And then they retest and then they'll say to you, oh, grapefruit's really bad for you mm. or, you know, whatever it might be. Well, then but, I guess this is something really that that has something to do with me and ghost here. Um, how horrible is alcohol for you? I'm scared to hear the answer. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently it keeps people in, from in moderation. Everything in moderation. Um, I, I read I read a document just recently where they'd done scientific studies on different populations across the world. And they realized that the populations that drunk moderately lived longer than the ones that didn't. So we're, you, you and I, we're, we're good, Ryan. So it's like <laughs> a it's like a pint of vodka a day. Yeah. that's moderate yeah no i'm just kidding they, no that's a lot they uh, came to me for a cancer protocol and you said you know i really like to have a drink a glass of wine or whatever at the end of the day i'd say to you you know the benefit to your relaxation is more important than the actual negative aspect sure. to your body you know what i mean so just the fact that you sit down with a glass of wine you go ah, you know that's beautiful man and it's like obviously i wouldn't say to you drink 10 glasses of wine a night but you know that one glass night it's fine, man. Just, just enjoy it. You know, well, yeah, and wine has so many benefits. Have you heard of this guy, Dr. Carl Hart? I haven't. So he actually, he's a, you know, he's a professor at Berkeley or something. I forget exactly where he he's a professor at. And the only reason I tell you that is because he is a big advocate for daily heroin and cocaine use. Is like that he's, the he's, African American, prof- yeah, professor doctor that, yeah. He's got dreads and he looks he looks like a clean cut dude. He just got dreads. Yeah. But um, he he's been on Joe Rogan. If you listen to that, you know, you can you can get on and, and type in Dr. Carl Hart. And okay. um, it, it's an interesting take that he has. But he's been on on, you know, on TV with Dr. Who's the other guy? Dr. Drew, maybe. And like they're kind of going back and forth where, you know, supposedly this guy who, again, looks very healthy, healthier than I do. Um, he adv- he's a big advocate for heroin and, and cocaine and other drugs, you know, as long as you're not sitting there railing lines or anything, I guess, like just doing like a little bump. I don't know exactly what a little amount of cocaine is. I've never even tried it, but no. um, what are your thoughts on things like that? So like in Bolivia, um, the, the fellas that climb the mountains, what they do is they chew the coca leaf. Um, and because they've got low oxygen environment, it's really beneficial for them. Um, the problem that you get with cocaine and probably heroin as well, like is the, the products that they would use to cut them up. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen one of those cocaine production plants in the, in the rainforest, I mean, yeah, they use nasty shit to cut it yeah, up. Yeah. Formaldehyde say, shit. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, just the leaf. Absolutely, man. It's, it's a natural product. Um, I've long thought that there must be medicinal benefit to heroin and cocaine because they're illegal, the same as marijuana, you know, um, same as mushrooms and, you know, <laughs> yeah. most, you're not that, allowed. Right? The news about that doctor came out, what, about six months ago, maybe a little bit longer. 
I don't know when he was on Rogan. That had to have been when he blew up. Yeah, you know, maybe over the summer. I'm thinking, but yeah, I remember hearing about that because like he got a lot of heat. They're like, oh, look at this junkie, and he's teaching our kids and 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 da 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 da, or you know, being a practicing medicine or whatever he does. And yeah, like you said, he yeah, I go home and you know I relax and I shoot up a little bit with with heroin at night. I was just. And it sounds crazy. You know what I mean? It sounds absolutely insane, but it's like, Hey man, you know, clearly the guy knows his shit. And then there's that maps organization, the multidisciplinary, I forget what the rest of it stands for, but it's a psych, a psychedelic research program. And there's all kinds of theories. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, Rob, but they're, yeah, they're based out of the U S here. You could just type in maps psychedelics online and you could, you could find this, but it's, it's weird that they are doing just that. They're trying to find out what drugs benefit people in what way medicinally. So, I mean, obviously, there's there's clearly a benefit to mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. Um, there's got to be for DMT. And then who knows where it stops, you know? So that's what's kind of interesting. You, know, you mentioned DMT. I don't know, Rob, if you want to fill Ryan in on on your one experience when, when back pain got healed. <laughs> Yeah, I've got loads of experiences that I can share. Um, so, yeah, one of the more recent times that I did it, I'd I'd had a bit of a sabbatical. Um, I'd got hold of some DMT. I feel like it finds you when you need it. Um, anyway, I went, I took it around to my girlfriend's house and said to her, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this. And, yeah, did a hit on it. And basically, as soon as I went through, do you, you, do you know about DMT? Yes, sir. I've just never done it. I'm I'm sketched out to do anything like that. Honestly, I I just I prefer my booze. You know, I drink a little bit and then I uh, I smoke a little bit of weed every now and then. But um, the more and more I'm learning, man, you know, I'm I'm interested in DMT and things like that. Okay, so basically everybody everybody has the same sort of thing happen. As soon as they smoke it, they go into a tunnel. I um, mean, if you can imagine a kaleidoscope tunnel, like twisting, you know, really perfect geometry vivid vivid colors like greens and purples and reds and oranges and just the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen and basically the people that do it go down this tunnel and at the end of it there's like a brick wall that you have to get through and when you get through that brick wall you're in another dimension and there's no two ways about it um there's beings that approach you and that can communicate with you and show you things it's fucking amazing mate it's just absolutely amazing and mm. um, so anyway yeah this this time that i was talking about as soon as i got through um i felt the beings around me and because i hadn't been for a little while i felt like they were sort of greeting me and like saying oh welcome back oh you've got a bad back and i felt them come into my back and when i came around my back was better wow so <laughs> this brick wall is it is i mean have you ever gotten have you ever smoked dmt and then not been able to get through the brick wall it's or it's because it's like a metaphor for like some spiritual awakening it seems like so i feel like it, it builds up you're allowed through when you when you're ready so um, sometimes you'll just go through this beautiful tunnel and then you get stuck at the brick wall yeah absolutely certainly when you're first starting to do it go back yeah, and so- uh listen to my dmt um episode it was with with rob he he goes into a lot of detail it's it, it, very very eye-opening it's not your typical um oh you know take dmt dude da, da, da. It, it, he does it in a very controlled setting um you get it, it, 
if I ever had have the money and the opportunity to go over to England to visit him and Alan, I, I just definitely want to go and at least try this once. <laughs> well, so, I mean, has anyone died of this? Is there any risks as far as like, you know, like if, I, you know, heart disease runs in my family, I imagine I have some heart issues. Not a problem, huh? It's so basically naturally what, in your body. Yeah, it liberates a hormone called serotonin. Okay. Um, and apparently it just dumps all of the serotonin that you have in your body straight into your bloodstream. Um, and that's what does it. So your body completely knows how to get rid of it. It's a natural hormone that your body produces. Yeah, I haven't heard of any bad experiences, uh, apart from bad trips. You know, I haven't heard of anybody like getting damaged afterwards. Um, but for the sometimes, like I always say to people, you know, um, <clears throat> it's going to give you what you need. Do you know what I mean? So if it's if it's a bit of a rough time, they're teaching you something. They're showing you something. You have to find what your message is. Um, and every time somebody's had a bit of a bad time, they've come around and been like, oh, God, you know, that, that was bad. You know, it was, it was all dark and I felt like it was negative. And, and I was like, no, there's a message in there for you somewhere. And always they will find a message and some sort of metaphor that they need to change within their life. Always. Right. And you feel like these beings are, are benevolent, they're good beings, or, or are there possibly bad beings that people can encounter and that's what helps them to change? Um, I've never met any bad ones. I have heard of people meeting bad ones. Um, but yeah. Fuck, that's scary. That's so scary. <laughs> Damn. Hey, Ryan, welcome to my third eye. Yeah, dude. No, I mean, it just it seems so scary to try that shit. You know what I mean? It, it really does. But, you know. Maybe it's I mean, something that I need. So you smoke it. 20 minutes later, you're back. You're fine. Like you feel more cleansed after than when you did before. Like no shit. Okay. You know, it's not like acid where you take six hours to come round and you feel all rough and you've got a bit of a hangover afterwards. You're bright as a button after it. Huh. Hmm. Very interesting. So you're not just tired because of that serotonin dump like that. You're You're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Making a pretty strong case. I'll give you an idea. I mean, I've, I've introduced a few people to it now. Um, a lady came. Um, she came the first time. She was petrified, she, like really scared. And I, I calmed her down and relaxed her and said, you know, you don't have to do this if you don't want to, blah, blah, blah. She said, no, 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 I want to do it. She had a bit of an experience. But then on the second occasion, she came. Um, literally, I put the pipe to her lips. She inhaled. Um, she went down for what felt like about 30 seconds and then opened her eyes and was having a bit of an, a panic attack. Where am I? What's my name? Who are you? Like, and I'm just trying to get her to calm. Don't worry. It's okay. It's going to wear off soon. Just relax. Just lie down. It's okay. It's no problem. You know, just trying to really calm her down. Um, anyway, after she came round, she... She says to me, you know, Rob, I've got to thank you. That was just the most amazing experience I've ever had. She said, I'm, I'm free now. I'm free again. And I'm like, okay, come and sit down and tell me what happened. So she went on to tell me that she was riding down the road on her horse years ago. And the horse had bolted, kicked her off, um, ran down the road, broke its leg, and had to be um, put down at the side of the road. She'd always blamed herself for it, you know. And she hadn't been living her life because of it, you know. Um, and basically what happened is this horse appeared to her and spoke to her and this horse was with her other pets 
and the other pets were saying, you know, we, we know that you think about us constantly and that, you know, we're just in the next room. You've got to just get on with your life and enjoy your life. And she just like threw her arms around me and was like, this is the most amazing, most positive thing that's, that could have happened to me. You know, she says, I feel like I've been released, mm. you know, just a, a new life starting today because she's cut herself off from the guilt of the past. I'm getting a little bit of feedback from, I think it's your audio, Rob. Do you, is there something playing in the background? Yep. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had the football on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that if that's the worst thing, where it's just a couple minutes of panic, it, that that is interesting. When I was younger, I was real prone to panic attacks. So that's the only reason that I'm I, I haven't really had them in in quite some time. But uh, that's the only reason that I'm I'm real skeptical because I don't want to be like you know trying some some new thing. But like you said, it's only twenty minutes. I'm just afraid of like the horror stories where, like you know, which I haven't heard any, admittedly. But like you come out of this and you're like psychotic or some shit. You know what I mean? Which you know, I don't know, dude. It. I'll have to try it someday if it becomes available. But it's just uh, it's an intimidating it thing. It finds you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking for it, so hopefully it'll find me. But I don't. Have you seen the Banshee chapter? Banshee chapter? No. What's that? So it's, it's a film. It's a fake documentary. So they make it look like it's real. It's kind of like the Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity, one of those things. But it's where this group of uh, you know young adults, college age people, take DMT that the government was making, and it's a fascinating movie. Ghost dude like this movie too, but the they they take this uh they take this dmt and they found out that the cia was like extracting it out of like live human brains and shit but like these people see demons and stuff and then like they end up actually dying in their dmt trip and dying in real life because they died in there you know what i mean so to me that sounds like a very propagated uh movie put out for that specific reason because well it's a it, small small budget film but right. it's fascinating though you could be right it, it's yeah. a great movie i've watched it several times but that's just like the first time that i ever heard about dmt so that's why i was scared of it you know what i mean right and you know the, that's, that's why they want to scare to like stuff like dmt and ayahuasca and stuff like that you know it if it's natural um and it enlightens you they don't want you enlightened Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that opens the, your mind for free thinking and you can't be a sheep if you're a free thinker. Yeah. What I feel as well is their main attack on us is to like sever the connection that we have with planet Earth or intuition or whatever it is that you want to call it, the energy field. That's their main aim, because when we haven't got, you know, connection to that, we're half the beings that we should be, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And then. Uh, when you when you consider then the division that goes on top of it, you know, that's their main focus is to keep us, you know, disconnected from the source and each other. There is this, it's a double-edged sword, just like anything else. There's this really interesting idea of like weaponized psychedelics and weaponized, uh, you know, marijuana, where, you know, I live in a state where it's legalized, but you know, you look at the people that are heavily invested in legal marijuana. We're talking like some pretty heavy hitters in the globalist, some type like George Soros types. Yeah. So when these people are weaponizing these things, it makes me think a little bit like, well, shit, you know, and this is why you got to support your local business, man, instead of uh, these big companies. But, you know, it is probably likely all these things are going to become legal. 
Um, but I do feel that they're weaponized in a sense, um, if, if not for taxes and for other purposes. Yeah, absolutely. So the UK, cannabis is illegal for us to own, use medicinally, anything. But <clears throat> people that are very close to the government, like basically the prime minister and numerous other ministers as well, have allowed one company to produce medical marijuana in the UK. Now, the UK is apparently the biggest exporter of medical marijuana on the planet. You would not think that. That is insane. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you know, we walk down the road with seven grams of weed in our pocket because it helps our back or it helps us sleep or it helps us eat or anything like that. We get fucking nicked. Theresa May's husband profits from a company called GW Pharma. Now, GW Pharma, they basically are at the forefront of cannabis medicine in the UK. It's funded by the likes of George Soros. <laughs> you know, um, Theresa May's husband, he works for GE Capital. He's one of the, you know, the big hitters in GE Capital. So, yeah, you know, the likes of George Soros, obviously not him. Yeah. Um, and there is, there is another minister, I think her name... I'm Sounds like it might have some Pilgrim Society ties. Dude, I, I didn't want to talk about that or Brucella, but yes, dude, there's something going on with, with this shit. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've basically found a way of um, monetizing it and turn it to, to their advantage. And monopolizing you know, it, it sounds mm -hmm. like. Um, but as well, it's not going to be as medicinal as, say, for instance, weed that I could grow. Do you know what I mean? They're just not going to allow us to have that. And the other thing that they focus on doing is extracting parts of the plant. And the real power of any medicinal plant is the whole. You know, you use the whole of it because there's going to be other things in it which help, you know, tweak other parts of it. So, for instance, with with marijuana. So there's obviously THC, CBD. There's also many, many others, CBN, CBG, THCA. Um, and then you can get into the terpenes, you know, carotene and lemonine and all of these different things, which together is where the power is. It works. Um, they all work together synergistically, you know, mm -hmm. by taking one part of that away and making out that that's the medicinal plant part of it. It's a farce, you know, and that's how, that's how their medical industry has lasted so well and done them so, so well, because yeah, they'll say to you that cannabis is illegal and cannabis is bad for you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but selling it in vast quantities across the planet now can you use cannabis to detox um it's absolutely fantastic yeah it's it wouldn't detox you but it would help the processes of detox okay if that, that makes sense so it wouldn't right. be like thing that you'd add to your diet that then would get rid of waste but it would help the systems which detoxify your body does, does that make sense blood flow and things like this um, blood flow, liver and kidney function, um, yeah, numerous different things, antibacterial, antivirucidal, um, yeah, lo loads of different it, stuff. Is, is marijuana hard on your liver? I've heard this before. Okay. I mean, in the Herxheimer effect, so again, you know, the, the cannabis could liberate waste from your body that then overloads your liver a little bit. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've heard this. Obviously, alcohol is very tough on your liver. Yeah, sustained okay. amount, large amounts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just because I was hearing this from like the sim similar sources, but yeah, obviously they're just trying to lump in 
marijuana and and something that i'm really terrified about this whole weaponization and this monetization the monopolization of it is um you know with this graphene oxide what's to say that they're not going to put it in in the in the weed that they're that you're buying at dispensaries you know they're already supposedly putting it in tomatoes and in salads and i've seen uh from uh, one of the sparkling water companies um I, was it you that sent me that ghost or was it uh, somebody sent it to me where you can hold up little gadgets to these sparkling waters and it pulls graphene oxide out of the out of the sparkling water that you buy at the grocery store so that yeah, it's just scary man it's yeah i don't think i sent you i, I could have but i don't recall sending you that I, okay. I know we had a conversation on uh like different uh sparkling waters with uh i think you were talking about tonic water in one of our conversations and i got my retarded ass got confused and was thinking something different and then but, oh yeah, yeah, we were talking about quinine. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, what's your take on uh on the graphene oxide, Rob? Like how Ev- how, how can we get it out of our shit? <laughs> it is everywhere. So like right back in the beginning of the pandemic, I watched a video, you know, that showed um like Morgellons worms in masks. Have you seen those videos? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I thought, oh, leave it out. Like, what a load of bollocks that is, you know? So I'm like, I'm going to go and get a mask and do it myself. And I got a mask, um, did it, see some black worms in the back of the mask. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. (laughs) It's true. It must just be like one batch out of every 100 or something. So I went and got a different batch from a different place, and I tested them as well. And, oh, Jesus Christ, they're in every single mask, every single blue mask there is, there's graphene oxide in large amounts um, that when you put underneath or over the top of the kettle and moisturize it, um, they become active. Um, so anyway, oh, your spit. yeah, yeah, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've been doing research into Morgellons and parasites for a long time. And I didn't realize that Morgellons was actually the, the bioweapon. I thought Morgellons was just a, a, a natural worm. Um, but yeah, black fibers is exactly what they're putting into us. So anyway, I'd heard stories about the tests, you know, the PCR test that goes up to the back of your brain um, that they had geo on it as well. So I looked into that. Sure enough, there's geo on the bloody PCR tests. And then, so I'm part of a group of people that do a lot of talking, you know, very open-minded and that. And some of the ladies started to test, for instance, sanitary wear and nappies. Of course, they're on that. They're on cotton buds. Um, A few years ago in the UK, there was a big hurrah because places like McDonald's and Wimpy and Burger King and the likes were using plastic straws. So anyway, there was this big campaign to get these big um, fast food providers to stop using plastic straws. And at the time, I thought this is really weird because they're still using plastic lids. You know, they're getting rid of the plastic. (laughs) They're not getting rid of the plastic lids. Why aren't they doing it? Of course, they replace these plastic straws with paper ones. And Shit. guess what? Guess what's in the fucking paper straws? Morgellons. Ain't nothing good. Geo in the paper straws as well, you know? Mm. So like nappies, sanitary wear, cotton buds, PCR tests, masks. And then I see um, people going into like Tesco's and Sainsbury's with a magnet, putting the magnet on pieces of meat and the magnet sticking to the pits of meat. And I'm like, oh, shit, man, it is everywhere. I hadn't heard of tomatoes and salad, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> I talked with a, a really brilliant woman uh, named Celeste Solom, and she was the one that informed me about that. She talks about some wild stuff. You guys would have a really interesting conversation. Okay. Well, if you want to hook that up, man, I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, yeah, man. I would actually love to talk with you, with you. And now we'll have to have Ghost on there, too. We can have a, a fun little uh, a little Zoom party, man. Because um, I know we're, we're approaching the end here. I know it's late over there where you're at, uh, Rob. But uh ghost i don't know what else you got to say man this was your idea here so uh get get whatever you uh any other uh, dude i was gonna ask you too you it just slipped my mind actually uh i had a question for you ghost but we've got on all these other things i can ask you later it, it'll come back tell you what before we move on to the next topic let me just talk about quickly what gets rid of graphene oxide <clears throat> please, please oh, yeah. do i was gonna ask that real quick so there's something called borax have you ever heard of it yeah yes. Yeah, so you guys get something called 20 mule team borax. Have you ever seen that? It's like yep. a launch thing. That's the stuff that you want. If you can get that in big quantities, get it and stockpile it, man, because that stuff is going to, yeah, that's going to make How is that? Do you eat it? Or, I mean, what, what, how, what do you do? Okay, so a lot of people get this wrong. Um, what you have to do is you take a teaspoon of borax and you put it into a liter of either distilled or filtered water. Now that is your solution. So you've then got a liter of solution. You then take a teaspoon of that solution, put it in a glass of water and drink it. That would be your starting dose. If you're particularly sensitive, maybe go half of that or maybe even a quarter. Um, and then again, you know, gradually start to build up. Um, but literally when you do that, you can see clumps of like hairy material in your poo. Wow. You know oh. what? That's so interesting, man, because there was this fad. Um, I have a younger sister. There was this massive, massive fad going on around here where these kids were making their own slime, like oh, you yeah. know, like, and you and you use borax for that, and or borax. I'm sorry, and um, it's just kind of like it feeds into that whole karmatic idea where like they're going to teach you what you need to do to help yourself, but they're going to tell you what they're going to do before they do it, like whether it be predictive programming or whatever this borax stuff and i'd never heard of this stuff and then it's it's everywhere and then you know then then covid comes and if you're saying that this is like something that can prevent uh graphene oxide from really uh you know taking a hold of you that is that's that's kind of interesting for sure yeah you can <clears throat> i here we're out in pennsylvania uh i can walk into my local mom and pop um hardware store and borax is right on the 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 shelves I, I even seen it in Ollie's. Um, is it that's just 20. detergent? Yeah. The 20 mule team, the brand. Yep. The 20 mule team. Send me some of that. Yeah. Because it's illegal for us to get it here now. That's crazy. Um, no fucking way. Well, not illegal. What they do is they make it difficult. That's what they do. Um, so if you're a contractor that would use borax, for instance, in insecticide or that sort of thing, or laundry that sort of industry you're allowed to get it but you have to prove that you're in in those industries to get it wow make a fake business license dude fake business i was i was really lucky um that happened in the uk and i got in just behind that and there was a couple of places that i could purchase from america um i think it cost me about 20 quid just for the box and then sending it over as well was extra i think it was about 30 quid all in I'm box. thinking the last time I seen it, it was, I don't know, I don't even know, maybe 10, 10, 11 dollars. 
for a big box. Like it, hey. it's not super expensive. Like no, because I remember walking by and I'm like, oh, that's that twenty mutine uh, borax that Rob was telling me about, and I I should have bought a box, but then I was like, fuck, I forget how he told me to make it, which my dumbass because I'm half retarded could have just reached out through you through telegram hey i got this how do i make it da, 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 da. but yeah um, and one more time how what just so people don't have to rewind because and this is for me too you take a can you repeat the formula sure so it's just a teaspoon into a liter of decent water so ideally distilled water distilled uh, ideally um if not very good filtered water so i don't know if you guys get something called a berkey filter out there so yes, that sir. takes chlorine and your fluoride and all of that stuff um that's that's okay to use in like medical stuff um so yeah you get a teaspoon of that you put it into a liter of that good water and then you take a teaspoon of that and put it into a glass of water and drink that um, fascinating and so is it is it helpful to uh wash your clothes in that too instead of using you know healthier like you know we we, we don't use tide or anything we'll use like the organic detergents should we be using borax for that too or it for that to be honest i'm thinking that it's much more beneficial to me to be taking it internally and okay. considering it's so difficult to get in the uk I've, I've got this box and i'm like i don't want to waste it on doing washing that right got it sure. doing baths with it is amazing but to do a bath with it you need a whole cup full so i'm like oh you know considering it's so difficult to get hold of i can't warrant doing a whole cup full of the stuff you know when it i mean the first solution that i knocked up that single liter i've still i'm still using that you know that was probably three years ago <laughs> you know? and how often would you want to drink that too you said that you, you shit out hairy clumps uh yeah. how how often would you want to take that little teaspoon uh solution of borax in your water every day or every day for a couple of weeks and then have a bit of a break um, build up as well. You know, like what I say to people is that if you drink one glass of water, chug it back in the first thing in the morning, not much of that water is actually going to permeate through the cells. There's something called hydrophobia. Mm -hmm. now, if you imagine like desert, you know, when the desert is really dry, the earth is all cracked. You know, if there's a flash storm and there's loads of rain comes down really quickly, what happens is that moisture just disappears, you know, 90, 95% of it ends up in the river and it's gone to the sea before you know it. It doesn't actually permeate through the soil. And it's the same with our body, you know. So when we're dehydrated, those dehydrated cells will slightly repel moisture. Um, so what I say to people is much better to have that drip feed effect. You know, so if on in those um, arid desert areas, it was just more of a trickle rain instead of a flash flood so the same amount of water dumped over eight hours instead of eight minutes do you know what i mean would have a much better effect on the soil so it's the same with our body you know so if you're mm. if you're sipping a glass of water throughout the day is the best way of taking in the water because it will just permeate 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 if you neck a glass of water most of it's going to end up through your kidneys and then out of your body quickly you know it makes sense because if you were like hung over and you chug a bunch of water, it doesn't take your headache away. It doesn't make you feel any better nope. for like hours. It's a That's great point. Or going back to the opposite effect, when when you start having a few drinks, you you don't you don't need to pee for a little while, and then all of a sudden, oh shit, it finally permeated my system, and now I got to pee. You know, it gets and the booze doesn't set in as quick, and then like you feel it, you know, cumulatively, mm -hmm. like just getting you shit face so yeah oh, yeah 
interesting that's that's great man dude i learned a ton honestly i knew you would and i that's why i reached out to you ryan i was like man I, I gotta have you on this so you can at least release it for for your your audience as well because you've been doing some good research on you know the bursalosis and and uh having uh i'm drawing a blank on her name uh Solom, Celeste Solom. Yeah, Celeste Solom. And this just adds right into there. Rob has so much to offer when it comes to a lot of this yeah. stuff. <laughs> it was incredible, truly incredible. And yeah, we will have to definitely do an episode with uh with Celeste Solom. Had you heard of mycoplasma and brucellosis before, Rob? Haven't. No, I haven't. Um, let me say this really quickly before we move on about hangovers. The best way to cure a hangover is before you go to bed. Drink a shitload of water then, right? But if you put a little bit of pink salt in it, that will replace the electrolytes and the minerals that your body is lacking. Boom. So, yeah. So get hydrated before you go to sleep. If you go to sleep, you're just going to dehydrate, 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 wake up in the morning with a fucking banging headache, you know? Fascinating. So just, I used to do that in my younger years. I'd drink a couple glasses of water before I went to bed after a night of party and then what have you. But we'll the pink salt, fine. yeah, that, that helps even more with the pink salt. Good to know. Cool. It's awesome. Anything else you want to add before, or do you want to wrap it up or? Um, I wouldn't mind actually guys, okay. if that's no, more no. than happy pause whenever you guys want. Um, it's a pleasure chatting to you. you know, so. All right. Well, uh, Rob, I know you don't have um, places where people can get to you. Um, however, uh, make sure if you can get us the, the links to the stuff that you're you're publishing so people can read up on on all this and ryan and i'll put it in each of our show notes and you know this, okay to, to me this is you know like i said you're my three-peat guest you know you and alan we, we talked about nature's medicine then we did you and i talked about you know some dmt and then now this it just i i could have you back time and time again because there's there's tons of topics that that you and I and even Ryan can uh, jump on and talk about. And I think Celeste Solom and you and us two would be a really, really interesting um, show. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when. Yeah. Um, one thing is, I mean, if I don't want just anybody coming onto these groups, but I'm happy to add you two. Um, and all of the information just goes in there. Um, they're pretty quiet at the moment. Um, certainly the icky one. Um, that one's only just been set up a few days ago. Um, yeah, Ryan, well, you got to get the, more... that icky stuff. I'm, I'm interested in that. The sticky icky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan, you got to get more active on Telegram. I'm telling you. I, I, I know it kind of has a Twitter, Twitter-based feel, but man, there's so much to offer over there. You know, I was thinking about it, actually. I don't even mess with it at all, but I'll get on there for sure. Um, I don't, you're already I, added to my group. So yeah, I'm, I'm on people's groups, but I haven't even logged into the app in months. So I need to just do it and just mess with it. I'll make my own channel, but you should, um, I would never have met Rob if, if I wasn't on telegram, I'm, I've met so many awesome people from all around the world that, that bring information well before I even had the balls enough to reach out to you to help me start my little podcast that's finally starting to grow um yeah. to i mean 
lengthy conversations on there. You know, you can do a voice chat, video chat. You can actually, if you're hosting it, you can record. I mean, you could probably do a, a, a show interview through, through telegram if you really right. wanted to, but cool. I mean, wow. It, it's, it's, fa- it's fascinating. Yeah. I wanted to say congrats as well. Your um, lines of destiny post is doing very well. Oh, Please. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. I got a message uh, like, today from, I, f- I forget the, the person's username or whatever that they were like, I have so many questions. Um, like I need three more hours of, of this. And I just replied, no worries. He's, he's, re- he's discovering more on, on, on what he's already discovered. <laughs> so uh, there will be another another part to it because i i turned him on to the uh the box saga and he started pointing the lines up up near that way so and he he kind of hinted on it he he came on uh and i should have you on one of one of the nights uh it's a little bit later for for you over there but on friday nights uh 7 30 my time which would be a little late for you but uh i'd do a talk at the tavern and ryan ryan's always there he he's basically, basically the ride or die, you know, my homie on that. Um, oh yeah. Always, always true and true. So, uh, but yeah, Alan was on, uh, not yeah. Last week. And he was kind of talking about, you know, what hinting at what he's kind of found up near like, uh, you know, the Sweden, Finland area and, and what have you with the box saga with his lines of destiny. So yeah, I did. Grow and grow and grow. No, that, it, that, it does. It, Alan blows your fucking mind every time you talk to him. <laughs> I don't know what it. He just and he's so great to talk to. We were up on just as yourself, o'clock in the morning last night, um, chatting. You know, just bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah, and every time we speak, it's just phenomenal. It's an amazing man, absolutely amazing man. So humble and just so intelligent, like amazing. <laughs> Well, man, when I when I met him, I was telling him, like, not only does he have incredible information, the Irish have a gift of speaking. Like I was just saying, like, you can just listen. At least I can. I know a lot of people feel the same, but you can just listen to what he's saying for hours. And then, you know, for uh, us, for Americans, like English people have that same thing where it's like there's something just really great about the accents where it's like you can understand what they're saying, but it sounds just a little bit different to where it's exciting and, you know, like. It's just there's something about it, man. So I, I really did appreciate talking to him. And of course, to you, man, I learned a ton here. And I feel like this is really beneficial information to a lot of people, man. So thank you. Oh, thank you. It's, it's really nice to meet guys like you that can help me get this information out there. You know, yeah, um, I'm happy to do it. And, um, you know, through your channels, it's people that want to hear the information. You know, I often feel like I'm speaking to brick walls, you know, because people are like, oh, yeah, but the doctor says this. You know, the doctor told me to do this and this and this. And, you know, I couldn't possibly just drink more water or, yeah. you know, have a have a teaspoon of cayenne pepper in the morning. Couldn't possibly do that. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. now you have to actually literally research and look into the the bottled water that you, you buy in the stores, because most of it is so alkaline that yeah. it, which actually ends up harming you. Well, and freaking Nestle uses child labor supposedly mm-hmm. that just came out a, a while ago and they have like arrowhead and all these other massive companies so yeah dude like not only like what's in the water but how the water is getting sourced you know it's 
It's a big I'm, mess. I'm fortunate enough. I have a very local spring water company that um, sources the spring water. And the only thing it goes through is an, an ozone um, light, like an basically like an, uh, a UV or, light. UV light. Yeah. And that's all it does. And they sell it to every major, well, not every major, but the one major grocery store around here and and you can buy it through them and and what have you but yeah it like i said i'm fortunate i don't even drink my tap water you know i i i buy their spring water because i know i actually worked for them when i first got out of the service and uh you know hey they're legit and nice there's, there's nothing you know there's nothing in it other than pure water nice and hopefully minerals as well Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, Rob. I know that you had to get going, man. I hate we'd hate to keep you too late here. So, um, an absolute pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you on, Rob. And and like I said, uh, if you want to do something with Ryan separately, um, I, I'll put you guys into contact, and you know, you can you, you like I said, Let's Ryan, organize, pick his brain. <laughs> organize that round table of the four of us. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, reach out to Celeste and then we'll we'll see what can, what we can do, man. So, uh, again, great to meet you, Rob. Ghost, thanks for inviting me on, man. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to plug anything before you go or just wrap it up from there and put something in an outro or? Oh, no. Yeah, we can wrap up, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, I'm going to post this on my page, too, and they know where to find me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Rob, thank you once again. And like always, blow, blowing my mind. With with great information. Big thanks to Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast and his buddy Rob. This was an incredibly educational episode for me personally. I hope that you guys got something out of it as well. If you're a Patreon subscriber, head on over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. You'll get the bonus portion that I talked about. We're going to be riffing about 5G. There's a lot of goofy stuff going on there. And if you aren't a Patreon subscriber, I suggest that you get off your ass and throw down at least $3 to support your favorite podcast in the world. I'll see you over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, guys. Thank you.